الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه مباركا عليه كما يحب ربنا ويرضى جل جلاله وعم نواله والصلاة والسلام على سيد الحبيب المصطفى صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا إلى يوم الدين أما بعد قال الله تبارك وتعالى Wallahu waliyyul mu'mineen Continuing on from the last aphorism These few aphorisms are connected together So the last time <coughs> we read aphorism number 105 on page 191 Which was لِيُخَفِّفْ أَلَمَ الْبَلَاءِ عَلَيْكَ عِلْمُكَ بِأَنَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَالْمُبْلِي لَكَ فالذي واجهتك منه الأقدار هو الذي عودك حسن, حسن الاختيار To soften or to soften for you the suffering of affliction He has taught you that he is the one who causes trials to come upon you For the one who confronts you with his decree of fate Is the same who has accustomed you to his good choice So that's the one we discussed last session This one now is a culmination of that And once we've understood that he says مَنْ ظَنَّ إِنْ فِكَاكَ لُطْفِهِ عَنْ قَدَرِهِ فَذَلِكَ لِقُصُورِ نَظَرِهِ مَنْ ظَنَّ إِنْ فِكَاكَ لُطْفِهِ عَنْ قَدَرِهِ فَذَلِكَ لِقُصُورِ نَظَرِهِ Whoever supposes that his gentleness, meaning Allah's gentleness, is separate from his decree of fate, does so out of short-sightedness. Anybody who thinks that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's compassion, kindness, gentleness doesn't, is not part of his decree when he decrees something, especially when it's to do with difficulty, a sickness, a loss or something then a lot of people they start thinking that there's no compassion involved in here because on the one hand we hear that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Rahman, Rahim, Wadud, Jawad, Kareem, Halim, Ghafoor, all of these Attributes of beauty, forgiveness, mercy, compassion, love. So when we have an affliction, we wonder where is all of that gone? It's the same as if there's somebody who we think loves us, who we think cares for us. Like let's just say a good teacher. We think they care for us or a parent. These are probably the best examples. And suddenly one day they tell us off. They give us a rebuke. They censor us, they tell us off They correct us for something and it seems harsh So we think that they don't like us anymore There's no compassion left there There's no mercy, where's all the mercy gone? Where's all the love gone? They're probably having a bad day These are the thoughts that go through your mind And these are the thoughts that some people may have about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala When they don't understand, when they're so mistaken About the nature of difficulties in this world And So he is clarifying here that whoever supposes that Allah's gentleness is separate from his decree of fate, whatever that decree of fate is, right, whatever is happening at that moment, then does so out of short-sightedness. They only think this because they're short-sighted. They don't know Allah. That's why while this book is a book on spirituality, spirituality is just, this, in Islam, spirituality, that's why... Islamic spirituality, Tasawwufism, can never be separated from Islam. You get these people, especially in America and other places, who 
like they're Rumi and so on, and they want to be Sufi without being Muslim. They don't want to make five daily prayers a day, but they don't mind attending a dhikr gathering. So the idea here is that this is, the whole idea of this is to get our understanding, the ma'rifah of Allah, the oneness of Allah, the greatness of Allah, His attributes, to get an understanding of that. And once we get that understanding, our worship and devotion improve. Then we know when we're doing something right, it will stop us from thinking the wrong way about Allah. And anybody who thinks wrongly about Allah, that's really bad. Allah wants people to think good about Him, even in the worst of times. Because that's who He is. He wants us to know Him in reality, as He is. So nobody should think. Essentially what He's saying is that anybody who thinks that when a moment of Qadr, especially those that you don't like, when a decree that we think is bad or unfavorable comes upon us, that we should not think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy is not involved somehow in here. Or that His compassion is not part of this. It is part of it. And this is for believers. Of course, when it's punishment, it's punishment. For, especially for people who do not believe. People who, do, uh, people who deserve that punishment. But anybody who once is telling us that this is not the way you should think, subhanAllah, it's one of the greatest gifts of Allah, you could say. It's one of the greatest gifts of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, His greatest favors, that on, on believers, because Allah says it in the Quran, Wallahu waliyul mu'mineen. Allah is the friend of the believers. Allah looks after the believers. Allah takes care of the believers. Allah is in charge of the believers. Allah loves those who believe. And those who believe love Allah. That is, has to be there. So a believer is loved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And humans in general are loved by Allah if they just give Allah the chance. If they just open up their hearts for mercy and for that love to come. So it's one of the greatest gifts of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and His favors that His compassion and His gentleness will never separate from any decree of His. Just remember that next time. There must be some decree in this. There must be some compassion, a subtle hand of compassion that we can't recognize. That's something that will never... Because that's who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. So any time that any decree comes upon us, either just before it, some kind of gentleness or compassion would have passed and it will come along with it. And how do we know this? How do you prove this? Am I just making a claim, just making you think a certain way? No. This would be understood both through our revealed sources, which tell us how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does things in this world, through Quran and Sunnah. And it also tells you, if you think about it, you can actually come to a rational decision regarding this. So let's look at the rational understanding first, how intellectually you can come to this decision. So firstly, any musibah, any calamity, difficulty or loss that comes upon a servant of Allah, you have to remember that in the arsenal of Allah, in the repository from where things come, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has endless ways of doing things. So what's come to us, that this loss that we're having, whatever it may be, there could be something so much greater that Allah could have sent to us. Thank Allah it's only this. Right? It's only this. And in fact, we should think that that's happened to other people. There's people who've suffered much more. 
There's people who are suffering a lot more. So if we have trouble, but yet, mashallah, we've got food to eat and everything, but we've got some other trouble, there are people who've got that trouble plus no food to eat. Plus no place to live. So whenever a musibah comes upon any human being, just think of those who have a worse situation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the same one who's dealing with them just as he's dealing with you. Hasn't he dealt with you in a more merciful way just from your perspective if you think that's his mercy? How many, how many human beings are there today who are being subhanallah in China for example? How many Muslims there who are going through that suffering subhanallah? May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring about respite for them. And there's people in other places, Muslim or non-Muslim, who are being cut up, shred to pieces, killed. How many of them are dealing with deadly diseases? Leprosy. Just really deadly diseases in, in really bad COVID situations. Some people are insane. They, they just can't think. They're dealing with insanity, madness. No cure for them. Some people, they're, they're blind. They're dealing with blindness. May Allah make it easy for them. You know? May Allah make it easy. I mean, each of these people, if they make sabr, the people who are blind and the people who are insane, the people, I mean, the insane one might be very difficult. Those people, they don't. But the blind person has, mashallah, an ability to turn all of this into good deeds. Their entire life. <clears throat> How many of those people you've seen, they've been sent to hospital? by their families, or they've brought themselves in hospitals. They've gone to specialists. They cannot figure out what their problem is. And they have pain. And they are suffering. And they have absolutely no idea what's going on. They've spent huge amounts. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for well-being, His permanent well-being that he, he can give us in both the worlds. So that is the intellectual way of looking at it. That What's happened to you? Is it as bad as what's happened to others? Couldn't have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put you somewhere else and put you in a much worse state? So can you see not a bit of compassion and kindness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala towards you as well? Now when it comes to the Quran and Sunnah, then it's very clear. And, and, and the reason is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has put sickness and He tests people in this world with sickness. But the beautiful thing is that there are so many rewards there are so many rewards that have been promised for various different forms of ailments. In fact, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has upgraded so many ailments, especially if you die, if you die from them into a shahada, into martyrdom, which is one of the highest forms of recompense. Because when you die as a martyr, the difference, right? There's a lot of good deeds, but if you die as a martyr, it has a huge impact in your barzakh. Because it's for the martyrs that it's written that they're not dead for the first part, especially you know, the proper martyrs. And number two, their souls are going around in Jannah or by the door of Jannah or whatever. They, they have a special status. Martyrdom has a very special status. You know, Salat is very good. It has a huge amount of reward. Of course, a martyr most likely is going to be praying Salat as well. Right? Um, but that has a very, very special status. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that uh, or our deen tells us that if you do have, if you are troubled and afflicted by a sickness, pain somewhere, diseases somewhere, there's so many ahadith and um, verses about that, and pretty much all the verses about sabr apply here. What else is sabr for? When else are you going to do sabr? 
If it's not for the difficulties, upon the difficulties, when else are we going to do sabr? And for sabr, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Zumar, إِنَّمَا يُوَفَّ الصَّابِرُونَ أَجْرَهُمْ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابٍ إِنَّمَا يُوَفَّ الصَّابِرُونَ أَجْرَهُمْ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابٍ That those who, the, 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 the patient ones, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will fully, fully give them, fully grant them their reward without any kind of um, uh, amounting of it, without any kind of limit. It's just bucketfuls of it or huge whirls of it. You know, whatever is great in the, uh, you know, in, in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's system. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Baqarah, وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ There's numerous verses, give glad tidings to the patient ones. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Baqarah again, إِنَّ اللَّهَ مَعَ الصَّابِرِينَ Allah is with the patient ones. That's another kindness of His. You be, so if you have a difficulty and you start doing sabr, Allah is with you. That's quite an amazing way to think about it. You have difficulty, you have COVID, you start making sabr and Allah is with you. Subhanallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us the difficulty, then He gives us the sabr, and then He says, okay, I'm going to be with you now, I'm going to help you out. Amazing. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, there's so many ahadith, so many verses about this, but just to keep it brief, a hadith, one famous one, ما يصيب المؤمن من وصب ولا نصب ولا سقم ولا حزن حتى الشوكة يشاكها وحتى الهم يهمه إلا كفر به سيئاته Very clear that any believer, any believer who's afflicted by a difficulty, by a suffering, by a sickness, by a grief, by a sorrow, whatever, right? Such that even a prick, You've got a, a zip, you know, because nowadays we're, you know, we're not going outside, you know, getting pricked by a thorn is, you know, let's have the modern, you know, pricks of thorns or whatever it is, a zip uh, or something, little piece of metal is coming out of a wall or something, you get pricked by it and you get cut. Or any, suf any, any grief or anxiety, uh, you make sabr and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will start removing your bad deeds from that. So now this tells us from a... From a perspective of the Qur'an and Sunnah, what's happening when a difficulty comes. So how can you say that there's no mercy as part of this? So there's mercy as part of this in the sense that it could have been something worse. Allah just wanted to give it to you for this reason. And number two, Allah is going to be removing your sins. He's going to be purifying you. He's going to make you closer to Him. And He's going to give you lots and lots of reward when you make sabr about this. So is the mercy absent? That's why He's saying that the person is short-sighted Yes, Ibn Atayla knows what he's talking about. Really, it's experiential knowledge, yes. Based on, you know, an experience that he's had. There's numerous other ahadith. The Sheikh Ibn Abbad and many others, they've written about this subject and um, you can read up numerous other lectures and so on. So I'll read to you what Sheikh Abdullah Gangohi, how he explains this. He says the idea that Allah's gentleness is only with the servant in the state of pleasure and prosperity. In fact, sometimes a person is in pleasure and prosperity. Everything is happening as they want. It's just going too well. That could actually be a punishment because eventually it will end all of a sudden and there'll be a rude awakening. So that's not the case. So Allah is he's saying that the, the idea that Allah's gentleness is only with the servant in the state of pleasure and prosperity, not in the state of difficulty and hardship, is the product of deficiency of the intellect. The believing servant who holds this notion is lacking in insight because his gaze is limited to the external circumstances. 
They were just looking at the immediate pain, man. Look, I can't get up. I can't play my football. I can't go out. I can't do this. I can't do that. This pain, why is it there for? Why did the car break down? They're just looking at that. In difficulties and hardships, the believer achieves inner bounties that he does not acquire in prosperity so easily. In fact, in the luxuries and the state of prosperity, there are numerous calamities involved because when the ego acquires the object of its pleasure, it gains strength. That's one of the challenges of it. Hence, its rebellion will increase. It will thus become involved in sin easily. If not sin, then at least it will certainly fall into forgetfulness. On the contrary, in difficulties and hardships, the power of the ego weakens. Since faith exists, now, see, if you don't have faith at this time, it could be very, very dangerous. Because you're already messed up in the world, and then psychologically, you're messed up. Now, spiritually, you're messed up because you have no God to call on to. At least for the believers, if you physically have a problem, psychologically you're suffering, you at least got this spiritual connection. There's a window open to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that look, Allah, especially after you hear these things. So, since faith exists, uh, alhamdulillah ala al-iman, you know, all praises to Allah on the faith has given us. Because we'd be in a wor worse off state. You know, the stories you hear of people being troubled in COVID, at least we as believers have a way of, look, it's a, it's a mercy of Allah, it's a punishment of Allah, it's Allah's will, you know, we're being rewarded for the patient. It helps. Can you imagine if it, you don't have a way to think of this? Why this misery? We just want to go out. We just want to protest on the streets. Get rid of this lockdown. We'd rather get the disease than not get it. Oh, it's all a big, you know, it's all a big conspiracy. You know, maybe a conspiracy for two, three weeks, but not a year, man. Come on. This is a very big conspiracy if it is. You know, for a year now, come on, like over a year. How big is this conspiracy? People are still not getting it. Subhanallah. So since faith exists, the servant turns his gaze towards Allah Most High. He supplicates to Allah Most High and adopts patience. He turns away from the world and cultivates the attributes of contentment with the divine decree. These attitudes are, the act, are acts of the heart which are superior to the outward acts of worship executed by a healthy person in a state of peace. SubhanAllah, that's a really powerful statement. You know, when the heart connects to Allah, that's, that's stronger than when you just do external acts of worship. Now, of course, if you can connect your heart while you're doing external acts of worship, then that is the best. May Allah grant us that. Thus, it is a deficiency in one's intelligence to believe that Allah Most High's mercy is lifted during difficulties and hardship. It is very much present, and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to drench us and shower us in His mercy. Allahumma anta salam wa minka salam tabarak ya adhan al-jalali wa ikram. Allahumma ya hayu ya qayyum bi rahmatika nastaghif. Allahumma. يا حنان يا منان لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إنا كنا من الظالمين يا معدن الجود والكرم يا أكرم الأكرمين يا خير المسؤولين ويا خير المعطين ويا ذا الجلال والإكرام اللهم اغفر لنا وارحمنا وعافنا واهدنا وارزقنا اللهم اغفر لأمة سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم اغفر للمسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات الأحياء منهم والأموات اللهم اغفر لنا ولوالدينا ولمشائخنا ولطلابنا ولأولادنا ولأزواجنا ولإخواننا ولأخواتنا ولأستقائنا ولأقاربنا ولكل من له حق علينا ولكل من أوصانا بالدعاء اللهم ارحمهم 
اللهم ارحمهم اللهم رب زدنا علما نافعا ورزقا واسعا وعملا متقبلا وشفاء من كل داء Ya Allah, we ask you for your special mercy. We ask you for your forgiveness. Oh Allah, we fall, we fall, we become weak. We have shortcomings, we have problems. Oh Allah, we have weaknesses. Oh Allah, we have sins. Oh Allah, forgive us our misdeeds. Oh Allah, forgive us our violations. Oh Allah, forgive us our shortcomings. Forgive us our sins. Oh Allah, those we do in a moment of weakness, those we do purposely. Oh Allah, those that we've forgotten about, those that we remember. Oh Allah, protect us and stop us from doing wrongs. Oh Allah, make us recipients of your mercy, recipients of your forgiveness. Oh Allah, allow us to treat the wrongdoings as wrongdoings and the wrong as the wrong. And oh Allah, we ask that you allow us to abstain from the wrongs and allow us to see the good as the good and allow us to do the good. Oh Allah, we ask that you allow, uh, you, uh, you give us the ability to control ourselves, our <coughs> Our tongues, our sights, our ears, our hands, our minds. O oh Allah, in a way that is pleasing to you. O oh Allah, that you do not allow us to expend them and use them and utilize them in the wrong means. O oh Allah, make us forces for good change in this world, for positive change in this world. Allow us to leave a positive and beneficial legacy. Allow us to make the home a a place of happiness, a place of stability, a place of love and affection, a place where we can bring up the next generation, which is our responsibility. O oh Allah, protect us, our families and our generations and our progenies until the Day of Judgment. O oh Allah, bless all of those who facilitate these programs. O oh Allah, those who listen. O oh Allah, those who take part. And O oh Allah, accept all of us. O oh Allah, accept all of us. Remove this pandemic from us. Keep us protected. O oh Allah, you have given us so much more than so many others in this world. O oh Allah, allow us to think of you and understand you in the right way. Give us your proper understanding and gnosis and awareness. Do not allow us to have be short-sighted regarding you. O oh Allah, what a detriment that will be on the Day of Judgment. What an embarrassment. What a sense source of loss it will be on the Day of Judgment if we've misunderstood you and we've not worshipped you with the, in the correct way and we've done the wrong and transgressed. O oh Allah, accept us. O oh Allah, fulfill our permissible needs and O oh Allah, keep us away from the wrong even if we feel that there's some benefit in there. O oh Allah, we ask you send abundant blessings on our Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Grant us his company in the hereafter. سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين